step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Well, hello and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is a show that is designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, MD. Each week we spend time together. The hope is that you will learn at least one piece of information that can transform your life. I really want to thank you for joining me each week, as I know you could be elsewhere. And we've added thousands of listeners, and I am very grateful for that. So it is my goal to continue bringing you quality information. And tonight we have an amazing show for you. Jamaican-born Lorna Owens is a woman that I believe embodies the concept of the power of one. She's a former registered nurse and nurse midwife, an author, an attorney, and also legal commentator on Nancy Gray, CNN, True TV, and Sessions. She is also an adjunct professor, international speaker, and executive life coach. And one of the more recent things that she's added is uh, that she is, I find this really inspiring, but she is the founder of Footprints Foundation, which is an organization that works to reduce maternal and infant mortality in Eastern Congo. Lorna Owens, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D., Dr. Diane, it is indeed my pleasure. I I have um, respected and admired, that's a word I want to use, you from afar, and so it is so wonderful that you have me on your show, and thanks very much. Well, I, I have to tell you, you know, after looking at all the work that you've been doing, I <laughs> I am so inspired now to even go out there and try to do more, <laughs> because, I mean, this is so amazing. Uh, and so first off, what accomplishments? I, I'm sure your family must be proud. I know you're of Jamaican roots, so I, I know how that goes. Yeah, so that kind of explains it, you know, the the 20 jobs and all like that. But I do, I do believe, you know, I do There's like you are, like it, huh? you, uh, nurse, nurse practitioner and now MD, so their lives are parallel. But mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. I do believe that they love and they respect and they're proud of the work that I do, particularly the service work. Yeah, that is the key right there. So now, as you, as I mentioned before, you went from nursing 
nurse, midwife, lawyer. Just tell us a little bit about that journey. It doesn't seem like, a, you know, a straight yes. line. So what happened yes, there? Yes. You know, I grew up in Jamaica, and when I was 12 years old, I said to my mother, I want to be a lawyer, and she said, lawyers do not go to heaven. So I became a registered nurse, <laughs> one of whom, you know, I studied at the University of the West Indies. And then after that, I went to England and studied midwifery, because in the British system, to be a head nurse, the equivalent of a head nurse, you need both both qualifications. So that was that. And I came to America in the late 79. I don't know if you, you, you knew about then. There was a huge shortage of nurses. And so I was recruited out of, uh, by whim, out of, out of the UK, came here, worked in Miami at um, Mercy Hospital, and then had a restlessness about me and thought, you know, I don't want to say I could have, should have. I've always wanted to go to law school, and I'm going to go. So I went. So that so that is the um, the long and short of how I eventually went to law school because it was a burning long time passion of mine. And, and as you mentioned, there's definitely a parallel with me doing nursing and knowing I wanted to go to medical school and eventually just saying, you know, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely understand that. Now, one of the things, uh, another thing is you are an author and. Um, you wrote the book, Everyday Miracles. Tell us about that book and what motivated you to write it. You know, once I started practicing law, having my own law practice, I did very, very well. Um, but something happened to me, which I know sometimes happened to all of us, and particularly women where we're trying to be super women. I got very burnt out from the practice of law, severely so. And I didn't know what I was going to do, so I did. I quit. And I opened a record label and lost a bunch of money, more than I want to remember. And... <laughs> You know, like a million and a half, you know, of money. Wow, and it didn't come from really? I didn't come from a rich family in Jamaica. It was all money that I had earned. And so I I didn't know what to do. I sold my jag. I was looking under my bed for a quarter at one, one time in my life. Wow. Um, but, but, but things turned around. Things turned around. I was able to put things in, into place by you know, calling into being that which I wanted because I, I, what I wanted was to do for others. And I, I believe I was a good person somehow. I got, I messed up a bit, but I was a good person. And during the process, I, I, I was able and, you know, through the powers to fulfill my wildest dreams. And so I wanted to allow people to know that miracles do happen and they do happen every day. I mean, they happen like uh, popcorn and they happen, you know, like when you, a lot of times when we see a falling star, we think, oh my goodness, but it happens all the time. It's just that sometimes it happens in the daytime and the sun obscure it. So miracles happen all the time. It happened for me. It happened for you. It happened to your listeners. We just have to recognize it. We just have to be still. We just have to claim our what what we are here for. Because every one of us, we're here for a purpose, and we just need to find our purpose. Once that is done, you know, things will start happening. Now, I, I want to go back to what you mentioned. I mean, you went from this high to this low where, as you mentioned, you're looking under your bed for a quarter. <laughs> right. What What is it that changed you? What What made you, because we have people right now who are at that low point, and they, you know, you have made this transition, uh, but they don't see a way out. So what, what went through your mind to get you from there to here? I had a knowing. 
I, it was funny, you know, I was broke, but I was happy. I was broke, but I had a peace, and I had a knowing that I was here for purpose. I didn't exactly know what it was going to be. I didn't know how it was going to show up, but I just knew because I knew. I knew. And a lot of times we know because we know, all right, but we are ignoring. We're like, no, 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 no. It has to be something like a burning bush experience. It has to be this. And it's, it's that knowing in your belly that you're here for a purpose. And so that is why... I, I, you know, and I like to say, it felt at that time like I had gone to the mountaintops, look over, and I'd seen the promised land. So I knew. Now, people around me wouldn't know, and they perhaps thought, oh, she's crazy. Can you imagine she had this great job as a lawyer, and she quits, and she quit, and now, now this and now that. But I, I had a knowing, and so I say to people, no matter where you are in your life, if you have that knowing, don't ever, ever quit. Because your friends can't see it, and it's not their job to see it. It's not their job to see the manifestation. I mean, it's like, it's like a dog chasing, a, uh, say, uh, a rabbit in a tall grass. If you can't see the rabbit, you think that the dog is a rabbit. You think it's a crazed dog, right? Mm-hmm. But the dog mm-hmm. is seeing the rabbit, and, and so that is us. A lot of times, they're, 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 there are tall grass over our dreams, and nobody can see it but you. So, you know, don't, don't start, you know, driving everybody crazy about stuff. If you know what you know, then do what you know. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 AM WIGO. Oh, that's that's really great advice. Now, I I call this broadcast the power of one. Yes. What, what does that mean to you? It means that one person, one human being from lowly beginnings like Jamaica can make a difference in the world. And as long as you take the ego out of out of out of the picture, it's really not about the ego. It's about what you do for others. And and in in return, the universe or God, whatever you believe that power to be, will open up and shower you with miracles beyond you can imagine. And in my situation, I the power of one manifested itself one more time again for me because I was watching CNN one night mindlessly, and I heard, I saw a piece Anderson Cooper did called Rape as a Weapon of War, and it told the story of the women of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And at that time, he said about 500 women were raped, and, and because of the brutal and multiple gang rapes, they developed fistulas, and I had never even heard anything like that. To me, it was it was like ethnic cleansing. And so I couldn't sleep, Dan, I couldn't sleep. And I, I, I think I cried all night, and I determined that I was going to do, was going to make a difference, that um, no matter what, I didn't know how it was going to manifest itself. So I did my research. I found out that Harvard University, Harvard Medical School, they were doing, Dr. Van Houston and a lot, they were doing a lot of work 
in 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 the Congo at the hospital at Tanzi Hospital where and up with Dr. McQuakey. And so I made the contact there. But the long and short of it I chose to go with a smaller hospital called St. Vincent Hospital in Bukavu. Now here it is. I'm going to the Congo. I don't speak the language. I didn't even know where the Congo is because when I last remembered that particular country it was called Zaire, right? And now it's the Congo. So I had to look it up and then I'm like, oh oh same country like Zaire. So I, I, I end up with another board member going to the Congo, and we flew in through Rwanda, and we got, and Rwanda is rebuilt, and roads are beautiful, and you get to the Congo, and you descend into absolute chaos. I mean, they, there are no roads, there are um, soldiers or people in soldier uniform everywhere with long guns, and uh, it's dusty because of the volcano that had hit this city, that particular city, Goma, years ago. And I thought, oh, Lord, I thought they said the war was over. Because what I'm seeing here, I'm like, this is no war over. But... You know, a lot of people said, were you afraid? I don't know. Things were happening around me so fast that I don't know. What I did know, that I had a knowing or I came to realization that there was nothing I could do. I was here. I couldn't run back. And uh, that I would be protected by a mighty force. That my destiny was not to arrive in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and the first time and begun done. My destiny, I was sent there for purpose. And that as long as I stayed on purpose, all would be well. And all has been well. And I leave tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to go back to the Democratic Republic of the Congo to continue the work of Footprints Foundation, which is first and foremost to reduce maternal and infant mortality in the Congo. It's one of the worst places on earth to give birth. Um, you know, infant mortality. Women die in the Congo and in a number of countries when we're speaking about the Congo now of, of preventable situation in delivery, postpartum hemorrhage and the like, which, as you know, you can prevent. It's preventable and you can save people, but they die. You know, infection is quite high among the babies because um, for the traditional birth attendants, they're delivering on the ground, uh, bare ground with nothing, just like in the rainforest, just on the ground. I'm, I hadn't seen anything like that. And they have nothing. And I know like last year, and you, you too, Last year you gave me um, some blood pressure cuffs. You know, the the hospitals Mm -hmm. don't have blood pressure cuffs. And I know this, again, you did your due diligence. You're walking the talk because you also contributed to to the foundation. But the point of the matter is that we're working to reduce maternal and infant mortality in the Congo, and we're bringing a great uh, group of doctors right now from the University of Miami and a medical student, and we land there, um, I guess, Tuesday. We go to New York and then South Africa, and then Burundi, and then we eventually get there. And we are also providing surgery for the women who have been raped. So, for example, $250 will certainly give dignity and life to a woman who has been raped and has a fistula and is oozing urine and feces vaginally. And so, you know, that's the kind of work we do, and that's, that's, you know, the power. I didn't know whether, I didn't look behind me to see if there was anybody going to be behind me. I didn't know that you would feel for the work and, and make a, a donation. I didn't know that. All I knew is that I had to do something. And the, the power of, sometimes it's lonely. 
But I say to your listeners, start. Whatever that's, the how is none of your business. Just start. Dr. Diane A. Thompson is an author, a dynamic speaker, and a workshop leader. If you would like to hire her to speak at your event, please visit www.drdianethompson.com. Also, sign up for updates and for her free ebook on stress at www.drdianethompson.com. That's www.drdianethompson.com. That, that is really powerful, but I want to mention to you something. I mean, many of us actually saw that broadcast. I remember seeing that broadcast as well, right? And most people felt badly. Some of us said a prayer. A few of us, you know, opened our wallets. But you went to war-torn Congo. I mean, you know, it's just not. I know. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know, doctor. I know that I spoke to another doctor. She's at Joe DiMaggio, and she said the same thing. She's like, "What's it with you?" I saw that too. I cried too. How did you? I don't, somebody has to leave. You know. Yeah, you're right. What somebody you, has what's to on, lead. What I mean, you're this is a lot of courage. Yeah, what you're supposed to do in life doesn't have my name on it. So that was mine. You have yours, and it's going to be something. And yours could be to, to join with me and make it work as well. But everybody has their thing. So their, your thing might not be um, the Congo. I have no idea why it moved me so much, and I have no idea why this time I just stepped off the ledge. I don't know. But I, I, one thing I do know, I mean, I had to do something. And the news out of the Congo is, is never good. It's, it's, it's really never good. You know, the latest thing, and I have to look at some of the statistics, is that there's an outbreak of measles in the Congo uh, to the tune of 80,000 kids are affected, and the death toll is rising very severely. And I'm thinking... The Congo again, the vulnerable, you know. So uh, there's so much work to do. And a lot of times what people don't do is that they they feel that they can't, their little little thing will make a difference, and that's not true. And that is and true. So, a lot of times people do feel that way, but you're saying it's, it's otherwise, right? It's otherwise. It's otherwise because along the way, help will come. That much I do know. If you will start, if you will step out in faith along the way, God, God honors commitment. And by stepping out, by doing without knowing, by jumping and expecting the parachute to open, um, help will come. Help will absolutely come because the amount of people that want want to help and want to know, and some of the, the you know some of the help comes comes from just about the highest level of society. Wouldn't believe that I would be able to touch. Um, people and talk to people, you know, of, of that caliber. And, for example, the doctor, Dr. McQuakey, um, I didn't have to go looking for him. One day I was in the Congo, and there he was coming towards me because our doctors had spoken to him about me. And so, you know, that is how it works. Um, you never, ever know. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. You know, God, God is faithful. And, you know, this radio interview that I'm doing with you, I know lots of people are still waiting to see me, you know, but but we do know that we have to tell the story of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and we have to let people know that they too can help. You know, for example, Unity Light of the World is a church 
they're providing us with gloves. And I know the Reverend is waiting on me, and I wanted to let her know I will be there shortly. But, but... That's just how it is. Barry University, the students rose up and they brought a wonderful care package to me yesterday with gloves and soap and, and um, alcohol swabs and people are donating online and that's how it works. Is, are there specific things that you guys need there? Because sometimes when we're here, we think of, of certain things, but the, the reality is in third world countries, uh, sometimes what they need is so yes. simple. Yes, and when sometimes what we bring to them is not what they need. Yes, exactly. We d- we decided that we you know the, the, everything was so much and everything was needed. We were going to stay in our lane, and so we know, for example, the traditional birth attendants they do not have soaps. So a lot of the little soaps that we get at, at the hotels, we say save it and send it to us. Or you can buy little soaps. You can buy alcohol swab. You can buy um, you can buy little stockinettes that we can cut and make hats. So the babies don't lose a lot of a lot of warmth. Um, you you know you can do the gloves. You can give us uh, biodegradable garbage bags, the thirty gallon ones, because we're all going to put together. And if you can't, you know you can go online and you can donate any amount. One of the beautiful things that we're doing is called um, a loving pouch, and in it we're putting in just a little ziploc bag with um, you know gloves and soap and cord tie and. That's what we're giving to the traditional birth attendants because that's going to save lives. And that's only $7. So a number of groups are getting together and they're having assembly days. They tell us how much they can afford and we give them the raw materials and they have coffee and they have a good time and they just put them in these little Ziploc bags and zip it up and we pick it up and it's ready to be shipped to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. You know, so somebody might want to make a one-time donation of 250 to repair a woman or you might say listen I want to buy a a warmer for a baby I want to do a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars so I can buy a warmer for for a hospital that doesn't it doesn't even have a warmer. I don't mean an incubator. I mean just a warmer for wow. to transport the baby to another hospital. So just much, much, but simple things make a big difference. And that is really important for our listeners to know because there are people out there who really think that maybe, you know, the few dollars they have may not make a difference, but actually it may make such a huge it will save. It will save a life because if, yeah. you, if a person were to buy a, a, a pack, um, the loving kit, which just has soap and, and 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 gloves and you know a garbage bag for the woman to lay on instead of the ground cord tie instead of her using a twig to tie a scissors instead of her using a twig to cut the umbilical cord and the baby gets tetanus. I mean a clean a swab alcohol swab to wipe off the. Um, the scissors before she does the cut. If you do something like that, that's only seven dollars. And and you know people can even just say, look, we're going to do this once a month. Every month, I'm going to send you seven dollars. It's really not that hard. Instead of going to the movies or a coffee or just something, I'm just going to give you seven dollars. And and you feel so much better for it. I mean, yes. really, <laughs> yes. yeah. The question, though, so I, I see what your organization is doing right now. Ultimately, what what is your big goal? If everything big, falls into place as they should, where do you see this going? The big goal is 
is this, that um, our program is called Project Motherhood is a Blessing because a woman should not have to die in childbirth. And we're looking at the numbers and we're speaking to the Minister of Health. And when we go to the Congo um, this time, we are going to speak with a number of government officials and we're going to look at the system. And with them, partnering with them, we want to put in place a system that can reduce maternal and infant mortality throughout the entire um, Democratic Republic of the Congo. We also want to make sure that every child that's born gets registered. Can you imagine you were born and nobody knows that that you were born that day? You know, it, I mean, it's a human right issue because you can't go to college. Because we don't know when your birthday you can't go to college and forget about traveling. How do you get a passport? So we want to say it's simple, just a little piece of paper, make sure Everybody that's born gets registered. So we we'll work, and this you have to work at the governmental level. Once the Congo is on its way, there are a number of countries like that, and the next country will be Liberia. But for now, it's the Congo, um, and they do have a system. They do have a healthcare system. It's just broken or not working or under underfunded because they've been at war for such a long, long time. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 AM WIGO. What about people who want to volunteer? Let's say someone's listening to this broadcast and they want to get involved, they want to volunteer. Are you doing that right now? Yeah, we're doing vol- we're doing volunteering. Uh, the, the tier one are our medical doctors, obstetrics, gynecology, pediatrics, neonate. That's our tier one. Nurse practitioners. That's our tier one. Uh, we do need psychologists and social workers because we need to take care of the women who've been raped. We need medical anthropologists because we need to present data and, and things of that nature. So that's one thing. A lot, a lot of people can invite us to their churches and their colleges. We will, we will come and we will tell our story. People can volunteer by setting up fundraising in cities, in your home, or get, get a, a couple of people over and so say, let me tell you about this story and send us the money. So every, there's everybody, there's something for every single one from your church, your sorority, your association, your Rotary Club, for example, my Rotary Club is working with me to get monies to help finish the maternity hospital at St. Vincent. So there is, and that for that we need thirty-five thousand. So if somebody wants to write a check, or two or three or four persons want to write a check, then my goodness, we will have a maternity hospital that can take care of a good part of the population in that particular area and we'll know that the care is done well, mothers are being saved, babies are being resuscitated, babies are being kept warm because those are the things that we will be teaching. Humanity. Humanity doesn't have borders. Humanity doesn't have color. Humanity doesn't have race. It's all one jambalaya. It's all one big uh, soup. Yes, and and my grandfather used to say, "Today for you, tomorrow for me." You know, exactly, it may not be here, exactly. but yeah, we have our own things that are going on. 
Um, so I have to ask you personally. I mean, I've heard some of the stories, some of the things you've experienced, some of the things you've seen when you've gone to Congo. Uh, for example, the story about the women who were buried alive. You, mm-hmm. you get to see all these, you know, victims of, of the rape. And so I wonder, Lorna, how do you stay grounded? How do you stay in a good mental place when you're exposed to this? I'm I'm very aware. I'm very aware that it's raw and all like that. And I take my moments. You know, I I think the first time I went, I, I cried. I cried not. I cried because it was so much. But now I take my moments. And so, for example, on the way back, I'll spend a night in South Africa, and that is a way we decompress. And obviously, you know, you come here and, you know, you take in a movie or you walk on the beach. You know, thank goodness I have the good fortune of living here in in the Grove where I, I, I sit by the water. And so you do, I do decompress and I do realize that I have to protect my psychic and all like that. So that, 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 that is, is certainly how, how I do it and realize, but also it's a magical place. Because, you see, it's very pretty because they have rainy seasons. The Congo and the temperature is very mild because it's close to the equator, so it doesn't vary at all. I mean, in Florida, um, it's about 72, 73 now, and that's kind of how it is uh, in the Congo. And at night, a light blanket is what you need. It's it's pretty. It's a magical place. It's just a place that that won't stop warring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Well, the, the last thing I'm going to ask you tonight, whenever I leave my listeners, I, I like to leave them with uh, some kind of healthy tip, something right. that they can use in their life to make their lives a little bit better. And I know that um, you have a CD that you've had out for a while called Decision right. to Change. And so it talks about six steps for changing your life. And you have shown your, your living proof <laughs> that you can, you know, recreate, reinvent yourself. And so I wonder if you could share, like, one, what, what do you think is one of the most important tips for someone who's trying to make a change in their life? I think one of the most important things is to live in the now. Be present. You know, because sometimes you see people, we're, we're doing, we're multitasking. You're in church, you are, um, you're texting, you're, be present. You know, because you might not be able to take two weeks off to, um, to go somewhere in a fabulous place, but you can grab moments because stress, stress can kill. And so I believe that we need to take our moments, me time, and we need to be present. If you are driving, if you're in a place where you have snow, be fascinated by the snow. If you have the water, be fascinated by the snow, by the, by the water or the mountains or whatever, and take time for me. Moments, call a girlfriend or guy friend or whatever, and somebody you haven't spoken to in a while, but they used to give you pleasure because you have to nourish your soul. Yeah, absolutely. So live in the now. I really, again, want to thank Lorna Owens. And for you listeners, thank you for being here. I want to wish you a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I want to say, make the commitment to yourselves to have an awesome week. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. 
and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth, so do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.